The future will be great, but today is just as incredible. Meet Nissan's most advanced lineup. If you can't get enough adrenaline, there's the all-new 400-horsepower Nissan Z. For your off-road adventures, check out the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Or if you're more spontaneous and road trip is a thing that you do, hop in the Nissan Pathfinder. And for something more electric, there's the stylish Nissan Aria. Sorry, let's enjoy the ride. 2023 Aria and Z not available for purchase. Expected availability this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. 2023 Aria. Uh, yeah. You will faster. You will faster. And I wanted to capture the magic before we move further. I just, full disclosure, left Pickle Rick. For our listeners at home who don't know who that is, he's a bodywork specialist in Burbank. A 67-year-old man who's got the strongest hands in the game. He's got he's got forearms that look like Jason's quads. Mm-hmm. And Jason's quads aren't that muscular, but his forearms are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, nothing of me is really that muscular. That's right. I'm glad you said it so I didn't have to. Continue. But now that I'm, I'm switching up my workout flow to try to get my summer bod, mm-hmm. hashtag Italy. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's really... The differences are showing. Isn't it interesting that you work on the summer bod so you can go somewhere for two weeks and eat like an absolute shithead and drink all day and undo all the good that you just did? Yeah, that's kind of how life goes, though, I guess. I mean, that's the same thing as, as you know, summer and winter on, on, a, on a more zoom mi- micro level. No, sure, sure. I understand that. But and yeah, also- I mean, you're, you're doing all that work. But also, not everyone does... I'm going to get my summer bod and in, in ready to go for vacation. Most people don't then eat like prime rib dinners every night. You know, you're, we're going to have ceviche and the local chef has his guava fruit and blah, blah, blah. I love a, li- a light ceviche. My overnight oats in uh, Bali. I can't, I can't wait. Before I hit the surf to have some overnight oats. I just have French press and then moon rocks for dinner. <laughs> French press coffee, long Capri cigarettes and moon rocks in my tea. I love vacation, actually. In fact, you know, I kind of work remote, so my life is a little bit vacation, if you ask me. If you're wondering where you, where I am in the world at any given moment, I, uh, I proudly place the flag of whatever yeah, country can, I happen to be in my Instagram bio. If you want to know where I'm working remotely from with some of my other digital nomads, please check my bio, and you can see that I'm in Croatia for the next three to four days. If you want to collaborate, you know how to find me. I actually got served... Um, a Instagram explore page promotional video. I mean, mm-hmm. it, just, it popped up as a promoted post. Yeah. And it was this like very hot guy who was on a, like a sort of handmade fishing boat somewhere in mm-hmm. Africa. Okay. You know, just like a hot white guy who probably has 490,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, for the next three weeks, I'm like escaping um, Somali pirates in a <laughs> ramshackled fishing boat. <laughs> So but saying- the sunsets are so awesome. <laughs> Anyways, follow me and check it out. Oh, so you're saying this was a promoted post for his vacation. He was he was doing a promoted post He's- for you to watch him escape Somali pirates. On a ramshackle fishing boat. He's basically boat. showing... He, he's doing the same thing as like like Anthony Bourdain or something like okay. that. Like, we're going to go on some little Thai fishing village and three local kids are going to uh, push this boat out. How did his abs look? I didn't see the abs because, I mean, like half of the video was spent him like hidden under blankets and piles of stuff like peeking oh. his like little ring light camera peeks through a, a, a piece of burlap or something like that because 
you know, a, a monster or a pirate or someone mm. was going to kill him. So he was hiding blood diamonds under his uh, Mexican blankets, and he he. <laughs> no, just... no, he's like day day four hundred. The Kenyu forks are running low. <laughs> My Mad Happy sweatshorts are <sighs> threadbare. My empathy sweatshirt from the brand Mad Happy was eaten by a goat. Speaking of Emily Oberg, I know you're not listening. Your drink more water sweatshirt, a direct attack during my water fast. I think I just think it's funny that you would release funny. a sweatshirt during I, this time. I think it's funny that you watched me drink a very little water at Mother Wolf and still <laughs> continue to promote your sweatshirt that says drink more water. <laughs> I think it's really funny. I think that sweatshirt, sadly, Jason, I don't want to... I, I would love to to kind of fan the flames of your beef with Emily Oberg. It may have been into, put into production I, before. Unfortunately, my, I do believe that sweatshirt's been... My life-altering... I think yeah. that sweatshirt's been for sale for years, maybe. It um, has, but because of my timely water water journey, yeah. I was I was sent that image yeah. on, on social media. Well, a lot of people a, haven't a been following Sporty and Rich like we have since day one as supporters, so I understand that some of this stuff might be new to them, but old to us. Yeah, I've been bullish on SNR for. So you left. You went to Pickle Rick for a, a Sunday service style session. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, there's nothing more humbling than waking up on a beautiful day in LA and driving to the depths of Burbank to go into Rick's dungeon <laughs> to get your little knee fucking rubbed out. Yeah, but for, I mean, it's literally door to door. Oh, it's amazing. Five minutes for no, me. I it's love so it. fast. There's uh, plenty of street parking as well. Brother. No problem on a Sunday too. <laughs> I spent all weekend in in Burbank. We'll get into that later. But I did things that helped my body as well as harmed my body. Yeah, I know. When you sent me a picture of of a chili restaurant, I was ho- I didn't know if you'd make it till today. It was less of a restaurant and more of a parlor. But let's not let's not go too far down into that. <laughs> it was that. a chili speakeasy, actually. So no, 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 just a parlor. Okay, just a, just an old world style parlor. So how the are same you- way then ice there's a difference between an ice cream parlor and a Baskin Robbins, you know? Yeah, Jen, sure. Jenny's ice cream. One is more expensive and full of people wearing masks still, and one is a place where you can just get ice cream that tastes good. No, no, no. A parlor means come on in, escape the world, escape all those nasty people out there, sit down in a big, you know, on a leather cushion couch or a chair or booth, enjoy uh you know uh, No. And they then, have like a but, they have like a Biden scoop available that you can get. <laughs> it's like a blue color, bro. Ice cream parlor is in a gentrified white neighborhood. No, no, only. no, no. no. Yeah. Ice cream parlor is the exact opposite of an ice. All the gentrified ice cream, your salt and straws, your bitch ass Jennies, your bitch ass Van Leeuwen, all this pussy ass ice cream. <laughs> it's single file. Social distance, mask on, no samples, one spoon. Where do you get a parlor? Where's a parlor? Yes, you can bring your dog in. Yes, you can bring your horse in. (laughs) That's exactly right. There's no more parlors left. That's your emotional support squirrel. He's welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go in. Would you like some water for your emotional support squirrel? How many many booths do you see at Jenny's Ice Cream where you can sit down and enjoy? They want you out of there. They don't even have a stool to sit on. Marry a chair, table, booth. No, they want you in on. and out. They want to. They want you to pay eighteen dollars for a pint of ice cream and get the fuck out of there. Get it. Many places didn't even have just a window. The thing is, I do respect getting customers out and not wanting them to kind of hang out in your space because customers suck. But <laughs> well, you want to turn and burn. I know. Mm-hmm. So I'm you sorry. How that. does your knee feel? <laughs> We're not. It does it, the knee doesn't matter? I was screaming in pain for two hours. I went in. I took uh, an edible and one quarter of a Xanax bar, 
Oh God! So uh, and so, I was feeling I was feeling nice. You're coming in. You're getting loose these days. I'm concerned with your well being. Mm, I'm in great shape mentally. I don't think you are. No, I did. I cried this weekend, and I had to see Pickle Rick. So yeah, you cried this weekend at what show? Dating on the Spectrum. <laughs> are you? <laughs> Friend of the show, Bob Lefset, sent, sent out a, a, a big email about... What Robbie say about... He loves it. Yeah, because he's a smart guy. Friend of the show, Bob Lefset's coming on How Long Gone in a couple weeks. I'm not right? watching a sad show about... It's not sad. It's triumphant, bitch. No, it's sad. You have to go through sadness to get triumphant. I just want triumphant. <laughs> I don't want the sad part. No wonder you don't like movies. Movies are boring. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but you get... you. You, you without the without the dark there is no light you know etc blah 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 yeah if movies were 45 minutes i would i could get through all of it but when it's two and a half hours there's too much darkness time in there think about it you're maybe you need to explore your dark side some more man bitch i explored my dark side for like 15 years and look where that got me that wasn't dark i'm a podcaster now no 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 no. The, doing doing opioid opioids and going on twitter is not dark doing but, opioids and then like you know Cutting yourself or, you know. Doing opioids and, and kind of partitioning yourself from society to use Twitter. I think some would consider that dark. Ooh, I, partitioning I, oneself. Yes. So you're removing yourself from the physical, literal world and diving straight mm-hmm. into the. Luckily, it didn't get to 4chan. I just stopped at Twitter. Thank God. <laughs> could be, it could have been bad. It could have been real bad. Could have been real. We, we wouldn't be sitting here right now if Q Chris would have appeared. That'd be three inches of plexi between us on this pod. <laughs> you chris pick up the phone pick up the phone chris is uh actually we're gonna do another solo tj chris has a few we'll we'll call them jan six things that he's sort of <laughs> working with <laughs> what if i was in what if i was in jail for storming the capitol we still tried to do this podcast still just i'm calling in you hear that you hear the you have a collect call from <laughs> rikers island correctional facility Damn. Actually, I don't know what the correctional facility in D.C. would be, but... I don't know. We'll ask Nate from Sweet Green what that is. I'm sure he spent a lot of time in the clink. Uh, I did a couple years for insider trading. That was fucking before Sweet Green IPO'd, so you don't, you don't even know what I'm capable oh, of. Oh, come on. Not on the episodes where I don't edit. <laughs> no, that's just funny. I love insider... Insider trading is the coolest thing people can do. I'm a big proponent. Because it's a thing that every single person in the world yes, does. And also, it and shouldn't then be only legal. Martha Stewart gets caught. Having, having data that others doesn't have because you have friends in high places is hard work, and you should be rewarded for that financially. What if you, what if you are privy to that information without any hard work? Then, Like if it's just given to you because of nepotism or whatever. It may well, be. I'm, I'm pro-nepotism, obviously. Right, right, right. All these TikTokers complaining about about nepto babies bullish on nep yeah i just i'm like guys how i just you can't what are you what are you supposed to do what are you supposed to do like like hey uh cindy crawford and the tequila guy they shit out kaya gerber and they're like you know what this person's gonna be way too rich and successful and then the doctor's like why don't we just you know shoot her in the knee yeah what, they, what do you like want to do you want to hobble her do you want to cut kaya gerber's face as a child so she can't like what do you it's so it's just such a stupid thing to get worked up about I just don't like caring about that is truly pointless. And also it continues to give us hot people, which is something we need in this world. That's right. We and and hotties are do you think more hotties are growing? The the the, the number per capita hotties are growing or shrinking or are we always going to stay level? It's tough. It's tough to say because the 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 
proliferation of hotties is partly because schlubby guys that are rich mm-hmm. impregnate models and actresses historically. Because you can't have two hotties. Two hotties could make an uggo. Two rights can make a wrong, mm-hmm. but it's good to have balding, rich, yeah. hairy back, yeah. short motherfucker who's uh-huh. got three B, three point two B in the yeah. bank, mm-hmm. and then you know, just a ten, just a, a, an eleven. Yeah, it's perfect. A Denver I mean, in, fifteen. In this, in this, and you in, get something that comes in, up looking pretty good. In the Cindy Randy example, they're both pretty good looking, so I think we got lucky. But also, Kaya does have a brother. He didn't fare quite as well, oh, okay. and that's all, partly because of his bad choices with face tattoos and other accoutrements. Oh, really? Presley added some things that weren't necessarily. Um, is it Presley Gerber? Is that the name? That's right, Presley Gerber. Well, I believe he's named after name. singer Elvis. Sure. Okay. You know who's who's funnily enough, Kaya is dating Austin Butler, who's playing Elvis in this Baz Luhrmann movie that just got a, apparently got a twelve minute standing ovation at Cannes. Mm-hmm. 12 minutes. Which is which was like ranked number eight on the list of longest standing O's, just to let you know. But that is... You said his name is Austin Brown? Butler. He's very Austin good Austin Butler, Pres, Presley <laughs> Gerber. Uh-huh. These are all like Southern Charm names, aren't you're, they? No, you're absolutely right. It's a Southern Presley. Charm. It's an, a Southern Charm. But Austin Butler is extremely good looking. And he does that my favorite thing that a young Hollywood hunk does is where he wears like... A Carhartt work jacket mm-hmm. and like like Carhartt work pants to walk his dog around Beverly Hills. <laughs> and he's wearing like work boots in the middle of the summer. Yes, yes. Which yes. you can only pull off if you're a fucking 10 and famous. So are you doing that because you're going method or are you doing that because you're trying to get panties wet on your stroll? I'm going to say it's more a panty issue, but I think it's I think it's also <laughs> just like a thing that, that a certain kind of young actor does. And it's a safer... I commend it because it's a safer look than trying to do like I paint my fingernails, I wear weird clothes. Mm. Like if you're just a regular guy and you know you're a regular guy and you just want to do some stolen valor workwear shit as an actor, that's a better look than attempting to than be a, than a fashion chick. Than an MGK chick. situation yeah. Yeah, you or can't, than a face tattoo. Situation. Yeah, you can't. It's the better way to go and it's safer. And even though you don't know how to turn on your sprinkler system that costs $100,000, <laughs> at least... And you probably he might even drive a truck, right, right, right. Pattinson drives a truck, old truck. Okay, as long as it's old, but not old like vintage, annoying. Old like yours, just like regular. Oh come on! No, I like it. It's cooler. No, 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 just no. be like, I don't know. I just have this car. He just, I have. Okay. Yeah, like I don't give a shit. If I need to be driven somewhere, it'll be an Escalade anyway. Like with a driver, I don't care. You know, I've been compared to our Pat a lot lately because of your acting or your looks or your truck. Just like the chin bone, kind of the oh, chin the structure. structure. Mm-hmm. I haven't really. I His blue green color palette. That's, I'm waiting. That's that's for GQ to be blamed. I'm though. waiting for you to shave <sighs> my face. Yeah, because I've honestly never seen it. If you look in the Cobra Snake book, I don't know where it is. There's a picture of me in here. Where yeah, I, but that's old. It's like you're fat, and so it doesn't count. Actually, I wasn't that fat in this one. Well, we'll be, I had I'll be hair. the judge of that. I didn't know you got... Wow, Jason's cracking his his brand new copy of the Cobra Snake. It's not out yet, is it? <laughs> oh, that's right. Don't How many ridiculous. pictures do you have in this book? I think only one made the cut, actually. They're, they're originally... I thought you signed a release for like 15 pages. <laughs> I did, but it turns... I mean, the problem is everyone in this in this book is like kind of a celebrity. So it's kind of like 
we don't really need i guess i do have a little bit of a beard there i, I mean that's a that's the picture that made it that's the picture that made it honestly Could honestly guys sorry just quickly jason has long hair He's a little bit chubby, but he's wearing a nice kind of cream jacket with a kind of Saint Laurent style lobster pin attached mm-hmm. to the lapel. Within a also a tan is that a polo or a tan polo? Tan polo underneath. I gotta say, not bad. Yeah, that's right, bitch. I got. <laughs> that's right. It's a good color story, isn't it? It's a great. Maybe color. something for me to wear in the uh, in the shores of Toscana. This yeah, summer. that's great. Yeah, I can't wait to see you in, in another. Except this was not Laura Piana. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sure Couture, this I'm, was Savers or um, what's the what's the Goodwill? popular thrift store here that gives free AIDS test um, out of the closet out of the closet special. But yeah, I think that you I think that you should shave before a holiday. That's when I've done it. The closest shaves of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Gillette ad. I'll from go the pay. 80s. I'll, I'll go pay a seventy-five to get the full hour and a half, like straight razor. They do it both ways. Wrap your face in towels <sighs> because then, then a week, like a week later, you you look good and it's grown in. But your face, I think it's good for your face. Right, right, right. Like so, before um, I go on a holiday, controlled burn, because I'm not going to see anybody I know. You know what I mean? So it's like if I look a little funny or I get some razor. Maybe burn, when maybe when I go to um, TJ's European vacation. I mean, but then I'm gonna. I'll be in London, touching mm. touching down with a lot of yeah. There's gonna be friends and family. There's a lot to do there. Maybe 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 this is a different time. Maybe. No, maybe I, I think I like this idea. Maybe once I get once I get to the Tuscan countryside, and it's nothing but me and burrata. <laughs> so is this a mask, or are you just putting burrata all over my cheeks? How does this work, sir? I don't understand the Italian language. And I'll have to go a full straight razor shave. I'm sure that Davide Hot can su- suggest someone to come to the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe there's a guy who sells weed and also is a barber. Fuck me, man. Pulls up in the Fiat. Yeah. Beep, beep. That might, that might, like, the wedding's off. Did you request, I met someone. Did you request the loud? <laughs> I met someone. <laughs> Yeah, I met someone who I think is better for me, actually. He just brings more to the table, if I'm being honest. He has a lot of weed that he gives me a good discount on. <laughs> it's the good Italian stuff. They're known for it. <laughs> it's that good homegrown Italian. It's, uh, when we say exotic, is mean it worse, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> when we talk about car, better. Talk about weed, worse. It's worse. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> So you, um, your your girl has had birthday week all week. Even I, you were out of town in New York. Bay and I took her out to a nice meal at Lawry's for oh. some prime rib. Huh? I don't, I don't like the pronunciation of that. Even though I know that's the correct pronunciation, it feels like it should be like Lawry's. Lawry's. Even though I know that's not, the, I know it's L A W R Y S. Right, right, right. Lawry's. Lawry's just doesn't. But you're a southern boy. It's not a southern restaurant. That's the issue. Mike Lowry. Where is... Oh yeah, I guess it is a Cali restaurant. Yeah, dish. it's a Cali. I, I mean, I've never heard of it, but they have a they have a packaged goods. Oh, yeah. Well, in Lowry's, their seasoning salt That's the is, thing, is, yeah. is a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. Put it in the rafters like Sriracha, Could I put Old it on? Bay. What would, I, what would I put it on? That's that's kind of the thing. Anything? You can put yeah, it's a little on the ubiquitous side. I think most people will put it as like a French fry seasoning. Yeah. Similar mm-hmm. to Old Bay. Very similar to Old Bay, but I actually befriended the CEO of Lowry's a long time ago. What do you have to show for that? 
He was a guest on my food podcast a long time ago. Great. You guys go, go check that out. He was, a, <laughs> he was actually, he actually taught me a lot about business. Did he on yeah. the podcast or off mic? On the podcast. He, well, first of all, I was like, so you're the CEO of Lawry's. Obviously it was a job bestowed to him from his forefathers or whatever. Keep it in the family, but the, Are you saying he's a Nepo baby. He's a Nepo baby. Nepo baby. <laughs> Um, he's he has so much money from seasons seasoning. I've sold so much seasoning; it's <laughs> actually crazy. I think he said like a, like in the nineties or sometime a long time ago, maybe fifteen twenty years ago, the Lowry Steakhouse seasoning, which they made on the side and it was like a pretty good side business, ended up eclipsing. They they sold the business, uh, you know, in its infancy, and then whoever bought it, I think McCormick or some, you know, big big spice, big big spice, big, big spice bought it, and and I was like, so how much more money does Lowry's seasoning salt make than your nationwide chain of of fancy restaurants? And he's like, I don't know, like three thousand times more money than the restaurants. You know, it's just like package goods, baby. We gotta get, you gotta get one of the worst room. business decisions their family had ever made, kind of thing. Well, you know that's how these recessions go. You're you're forced into a wall. How much is make... a how much is a jar of this salt? It's like three dollars oh, at oh, Ralph's. Okay. So I mean, they like, have it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's literally just like salt and paprika and garlic. It's just like it's it's, it's not reinventing the wheel. Sure, but it's easier to buy it than to create it, even for a home chef like yourself. Yeah, it would be a fool's errand. It would be Plus, fool. you need to have all those anti-caking chemicals in there. Smart. No MSG, but my hot plate. You know, it was it was good to go on a dinner without without you there at a restaurant that I know that you don't like because it was sort of like she got to your your life partner got to enjoy all the trappings of a fine prime rib steakhouse without you My being there to complain about how the Dover sole is a little under or whatever. You don't that make- restaurant seems disgusting, I have to say. Not even because I don't like prime rib, but I've only mm. been once. We did sit in the parking lot. So I need to <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to take a second look at Lawry's from the inside because it's pretty cool looking. Yeah, it looks like the Titanic on the inside. You go to your booth, the, the server pulls, the, the sky hostess pulls the table out for you and you sit into a big comfy booth. I thought you were going to say they had the, like when Maddie showed us his restaurant, they had the oh, knife the, storage the knife. in the table. No, they're not quite well i mean the idea of the prime rib is it's so tender that you don't need a steak knife just oh, a butter knife is all you need I, although lowry if you're listening a little too much fat on my cut I was today about to say, that is definitely uh what they intend to do and do not achieve i can imagine so I'm, I'm blaming covid for their lack of quality no, beef. restaurants have been getting off the hook for covid for two how long how much longer do restaurants get off the hook for covid five years well how much longer will will people decide like is there a chance that nobody ever wants to go back to being a server in a restaurant? Yes. I mean, so then they're, then they're sort of first things forever. First, we got to tear down the huts, tear down the huts in New York, tear down the huts. Not in the LA. pizza huts. No, no, of course not. Pizza huts stand the test. of So time. the outdoor dining, I mean, the outdoor dining has got to get torn down. May, I would rather you make prices a little higher to make up for that lost revenue to offset the lumber lumber fees no and to, well, to to offset the, the 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 lack we can't sit as many people now yeah because it's just it's so unsightly it really is i would be happy to pay more i also think let's institute a 20% gratuity happy happy i, I want across that. the board across the board included included just include it and if i want to give more i'll give more mhm in fact at the chateau marmont they have an i love you <laughs> where you can write in mm-hmm. however much you want that it, it's tw- it starts at 20. So it starts at 20. 20, 25, 30, I love you. 
Jesus. It's, that it, one might be in the lead because there's always... I've, I, I went to one restaurant where it started at 20. And I was like, I remember five years ago, it would be 20 would be at the top. Yes. Now it begins at 20. 20, 25, 30, I love you. So I love you is supposed to be 35 to 40%. I think 1,000 flat, no so, matter what the So I is. love you is basically just whatever the IRS takes out of your check. That's yes. pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40, but it, 47%. But it was, uh, yeah, I, I just don't think that, I, I just, I don't know. After being in New York and like, I don't know, now that it's nice out, it's like I still don't want to sit in these things. No, they're disgusting. This fucking disgusting. And I just don't I don't think anybody actually likes it. And if you do like it, you need to look take a long hard look in the mirror. Like what do you actually like about this? Unless you're a restaurant owner that's making considerable more money, which I understand liking that. Yeah. But if you're a diner and you just like, "Oh, I just like to sit outside in something that looks like my dad built it for a child." It's like, "What?" Wow. Yeah, for for some places it makes a little more sense for the for like IHOP and Denny's who set up the the FEMA tent in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, dude. and people are eating their three p.m. hotcakes. Is and... this a COVID test area or a place to pay a hundred dollars for <laughs> pasta? I can't tell the difference, and that's an issue for me personally. The left side of the tent is for displaced families who have the space blankets on. Yes, and then the right side is where your your tuna melt will in, be especially served. Especially in L.A., where like outdoor dining is a way of life and is is year round. Oh, like al fresco it's in my dna if you didn't already have it now ain't the time to erect a tent mm, that's yeah, the, my the only yeah i guess the only way i see it being a thing is like the people who are like i'm finally making enough money to like have a comfortable life because i was able to add you know 10 tables to my seating well, or whatever you're going to a different business that's all i'll say i agree Remember when we went to the the ceramics party and at the house of, yeah it was yeah. like a month ago by now wasn't yeah. it and then I had the uh, awkward run-in with the ceramicist uh-huh. where she high-hatted me, as they mm. say in this town. She finally... Was, I loved every bit of this. A month... Like, the day after that happened, I sent her a follow... I sent her a cold DM apologizing for that... Uh, that you mistaked her for someone that you knew. No. Apologizing for her recognizing me as a person okay so i'm sorry so you, you basically i gaslit her a little yes, bit that's not, that's what i was gonna say i don't like to use that term but it sounds like that's exactly what you did i didn't gaslight her but i fired up the kiln a little bit just the kiln mm-hmm. what was her response i'm gonna guess nothing she responded with nothing for one month and then responded five seconds before we started this podcast just what? saying like omg <laughs> So sorry, I never responded to this. It's all good. You know, hope you're hope you're well. See you later. And I was like, okay, slow down. Did she leave you in red for a month or not? See it? that? I don't know. I didn't check that. Didn't check that. That would be a very cool power move. I'm gonna say she did not leave me on red. I'm gonna it, say that too. No, no. Because more people, even more to leave on red for one month and then respond yeah, a month later. No that's that. psychotic. Behavior. I think more people need to sun you like she did though. Well, I mean, you, you need it. I, I I guess I do need it, but I I mean, it it really I did honestly think that she was trying to say hi to me because she was w- pointing and waving directly at me. We made eye contact, and I literally turned around to see if anyone was behind me, and there were no there was nobody behind me. So I had to I literally do, turn I mean, around to see if anyone was behind me. Nobody, nobody in that situation would have done something otherwise. I agree. I agree. I just I, I love that. I, she may, I think more so she needed to be sunned by me. 
You can't just go around waving at strangers willy nilly and expect them to not walk up to so you me like, "Hey, climate, I'm sorry, have okay we met for before?" You to sun white women. That's interesting. Continue. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. They're the only people who who, who I can sun. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, that, that's not true. I sun everyone. Uh, so yeah, back to Chile in Burbank. How bored do you have to be? To find like a highly rated chili restaurant and then go there where you can go anywhere. You have a Saturday. You can't go anywhere. You have a, yeah, you do. You have a Tesla. It's it's got charge. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's low, you got the truck. It's got gas. You live in the metropolitan Los Angeles area. You could go to any restaurant in the world, <laughs> in the local world. I know. Well, we we were hungover and I was gonna go. We wanted to have like a Mexican breakfast, like chilequiles. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of thing. I know that that starts with chili, <laughs> but that's not the same. And we didn't feel like driving somewhere far. We wanted to go to a place that was an actual, like, restaurant with, a like, a server and, a sit- and, you know, not like a truck or, like, a little stand. Sure. Where you you didn't want to hit Yeasty Boys. You weren't feeling that. I don't want to eat it in the car. I wouldn't mind having, you know, a, a glass of, of water with ice or a coffee, you know. Sure. Not just, like, a here's, like, your can of Sprite, something from a cooler. And we found one place that seemed to have it, but I, I, it was a one and one hour and forty five minute wait to get a table. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. And then we we hit the chili and just had a fucked up chili meal. But so at a at a chili restaurant, what do they offer beyond chili? Do they have like fifteen kinds of chili? They have beyond they- chili. They have impossible chili. No, no, no I don't mean. I no, mean- no, they had they had a lot. So I, I actually want to take you there. How many Be- cornbreads do they have on, on- zero cornbreads? It's this good. is not your grandmother's chili. So chili, oh, this is like chili cool hut. guy chili. Well, this is the oldest restaurant in Burbank that's still open. Interesting. Okay, nineteen forty six is when it was open and still operating. It's fucked up. The woman who was working there, she also works at Guy Fieri's restaurant at the Burbank Airport. Does she looked like a cigarette, like a human cigarette. <laughs> but what a sweet, I'm sure, sweet human cigarette. Obviously, a little heavy on the eyeliner, but you know, was she a certain was time. She little? Was she a little? Did it feel sad? No, she had she had the best attitude. She was the nicest, coolest chick ever, and it was it's just good to go to a restaurant where it's like here's normal people who talk to you. They give you tips. They give you life stories. You're saying it's not like going to Kismet where they wear masks <laughs> and like explain everything to you. Exactly. exactly. So hold on, did 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 were you the only people in this restaurant? Or was it bustling on a Saturday afternoon in Los Angeles for chili? This was at 11 a.m. So their their You're doors fucked up, dude. Their man. doors had just opened. Oh, so you guys were you got you guys were like waiting in line for Harry's house merch. You were knocking on the door. You were, you came down. No, no. Out no. The well, at line. Harry's house, there's a line of 400 chicks waiting for a reformation no sale. This place. this place, we we had to make sure we didn't even it didn't look open. We had to open the door and like yell. And someone's like, Come "Can on you in. smoke inside or no?" I think we would have been able to get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we didn't try, but I, I, it they don't, felt. they don't, they don't say yeah, they don't say no. They just kind of put an ashtray in front of you. That's I love when there's that. That's how it is at the chateau. There's an ashtray in the room, mm-hmm. and there's matches in the room. Mm-hmm. We all know what that means. What you choose to do with that, you, you do know. whatever you need to do with it. And we hope it's not CBD. You fucking nerd. <laughs> we want you to open up a bottle of absinthe. You know, write that tune on the piano. That's right. God, the ash of the cigarette is so it's long. pretty crazy i brought the Wurlitzer in for the week and just kind of work <laughs> on some stuff when it was like a birthday trip but you know it's i had to just get it it was in me and it had to come exactly. out exactly i was really on my father john misty you know swag this weekend anyway i'm sorry so what what's the order at the chili emporium in burbank 
Okay, we, it was two of us. We got a three banger. So the first one, hash browns covered in chili, cheese, and two fried eggs. This is, bro, how do you eat shit like this? Like that sounds disgusting. The next plate, chicken tendies and french fries. Okay. Delicious. And then the last one was just a, just like a chili hot dog with some pickles on it. The fact that you and Carolyn don't look like absolute shit. Mm-hmm. In fact, you look great is beyond me and it's a little frustrating. That's because you need to rewire the way your brain works and thinks about food because chili is not an unhealthy food. I, I don't think I, I don't think chili on its own bacon wrapped hot dogs yeah, covered think, in cheese, yeah. French fries, chicken fingers, chili on top of potatoes and cheese mm-hmm. is not healthy. Well, what I'm gonna do and because they also have healthy options. In real, but you can get chili spaghetti there. It's like a thing. Guy Fieri's been there. It's a whole, you know, it's one of those places. But they have a friend of mine um, who listens to the show. He's like, oh, I have a studio across the street from this place. It's it's legendary, blah, 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 Ryland. And I'm like, well, yeah, like, but what are you eating there? Like, you're not eating, like, the tater tot loaded cheese things all the time because he's, like, a skinny, like, healthy, like, workout guy. I'll show you his profile. Do I know him? Um, I don't know. You can call. You can say Kenny Beats' name, bro. We all we're all good. Like, he seems like a bacon wrapped hot dog it's not, kind of cat. It's not him. That's. Oh yeah, he's coming on the show. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was. That's coming my guy. On the show. I know him from Cobra Starship. Yes, yes, yes. He's also friends with Hunter. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a workout. He's, bro. He goes to Easton. He goes so to you've him. seen him before, Ryan. Yeah, hey, I know Ryan. He's in good shape. He's a Looks svelte good. guy in good shape who works out. And I'm like, so what do you order there? And he's like, turkey chili over white rice with a with apple cider vinegar on it. Mm, okay. and, the, and the turkey chili has like quinoa and lentils and stuff in it so, so like, it sounds good so i want you and i to go and get a bowl of of vegetarian quinoa chili with rice and apple cider vinegar and just you know see what it's like it still sounds gross but i guarantee you that something like that would taste fine to me if it was presented to me in a different arena mm, you know what i'm saying like at soho was, house no if it's like like it's well, I get like, like a Neiman Marcus chili. No. Okay. <laughs> Needless markup chili is not what I... Don't cut... No, no, no. Needless... <laughs> <laughs> I love Neiman Marcus. The Beverly Hills location of Neiman Marcus is one of our greatest sponsors, Chris. And I know that you love the restaurant there. I know... You hate every restaurant. It's not a restaurant. It's a bar on th- four. That I've ever taken you to, but then you send me a picture of chili at Neiman Marcus being like, this is it, bro. <laughs> this is that heat. Look, if San Vicente Bugalo's nasty-ass food <laughs> starts coming out for free... Instead of $48 for a hamburger, then yeah, I'll be all right. that's the problem with you, and that's something that you need to rewire, is that you attach... TT can be paid. You you attach money to quality. No, 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 no. I'm a a value guy. That's even worse. That's value is a word that cheap people use to say I'm cheap (laughs) in a better way. Value is a word that people like you attack people and... (laughs) <laughs> call them cheap. I think appreciating a value, whether it's ten cents for a piece of gum or a fucking Maybach, value is a very important skill to have. No, value, and I think it, it, it is a good is sign not, of integrity. Value is not part of my life's conversation. It's I do know. I, do I want something? Do I have the money for it? Those are the two questions that I ask myself. Whether it's a buffalo cauliflower or it's a fucking new whip or it's a nice pair of shoes. I'm the same way as you. I but, don't think you are. Look, do I want something and do I have the money for it? There is that, but also it's like the the principle of it. Like, yes, you have enough money to buy a Porsche right now, technically, but you're not going to do you're right. it. Okay, you're right. I'm not an idiot, 
But I also I don't buy expensive things just to buy expensive things. Like it's not like I'm a person who has a fridge full of Voss. You know what I, I, I know, mean? I know, this would be obnoxious. But I'm also not you, who is you know a little bit. You're the kind of guy who no. washes a car himself. You know what I mean? I'm not that kind of guy. Value has nothing to do with that. Value means I am happy to spend four hundred dollars on this omakase sushi meal. As long as I believe that it is a good as value, as you have a Joe's Pizza waiting at home, so you actually feel satiated. <laughs> as long as I'm, I'm saying it doesn't matter if it's ten cents or ten thousand dollars. If what I'm getting Don't makes me feel good, value to me, I, I'm afraid I had to. <laughs> I so didn't think I would that, have to. So I, want, I just want to be clear: you're saying that affordable chili makes you feel good physically or emotionally because i'm going to say it physically i never i never discussed the price or the value of this chili chris (laughs) obviously the chili is affordable what was the what was the what was the final ticket on the chili feast this it was was under 40 dollars. the saturday morning chili feast what were the beverages just water or was there (laughs) coca-cola orange juice how nasty did you get Two ice waters served in a glass That's cup. Nice. Not no plastic bullshit. They, you didn't get a milkshake, did you? No milkshake. But I did have a old-timey Dr. Pepper in a, in a glass bottle. Oh. I thought that the... The, the, the flavor the, profile would go nicely. The kernels blend of herbs and spices would... would it is herbaceous. ...would There's dance no nicely on my chili palate. So do you think that you were correct in that assumption? Did, did the Dr. Pepper compliment the chili? Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh yeah, I mean, of course, I would have loved a frosty glass of milk, but that's kind of gilding the lily too much. But oh. like when we hung out at, at Chateau the night before, I, it was uh, it was our anniversary. Hold for applause. We had a reservation at Nozawa Bar in mm. uh, in Beverly Hills. Thanks to Nate for hooking up the rest. Thanks, Nate. For, I'm glad that Jason was able to see some value in six hundred dollar live octopus. The value was not seen at that meal. That's because. <laughs> I mean, thanks, thanks to Nate for the plug. And there, the the fish was beautiful. Oh, it's delicious, of yeah. course. But I made the mistake of being tricked into going to a sugar fish establishment, which is something that I really should have. That's, I should have learned that that's lesson. Pleasure that I am happy to receive, and I've actually been there, which is weird that I've yeah, been yeah. there and you haven't. Um, yeah, there's something, and to me, the value was not quite there because the experience, the experience, because. It, you have to be in a room with seven other people you don't know, and it's basically a group dinner. It's it's a small it's a room the size of this office that we're in right now. Jason's sauna room, my sauna home studio slash Zen retreat lounge slash um, podcast merchandise inventory. <laughs> this is where the magic happens. Don't do ladies. that. We've moved the inventory out of here. Don't. Yeah, make- I have lighters and shirts. Okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, you have to sit in a room with 10 people. They close the doors behind you and it's basically like a, a conveyor belt passing of the food where it's like you eat the food. One guy's making it. One guy's plating it. One guy's saucing it. One guy's handing it to you. And it's very much like, uh, you know, you feel like a, a cattle being herded in and, and fed your slop like and kicked style. out. style. It's not like it's like... It is, but it it lacks any of the the soul of like a sushi mm. meal, you know. Yeah, I've it, seen Jiro dreams of sushi. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's the same exact reason why I don't like sugar fish is because, but, but the the kazunori they have it well. Like you eat your food, you say I want this hand roll. Some some nice person makes it for you fresh, hands it to you, eat it, and then you say, mm, let me get this one. But it's sugar fish. It's like here's your box of sushi. Eat it and get the fuck out. And then this place, which. You know, you know the Amex was probably hit for closer to eight hundred by the end of it. 
the sake pairing wasn't cheap either, I assume. <sighs> yeah, you know, they got you. They got you. But the ballet was 50. So go ahead. <laughs> so when you're paying that much money for... No, for, but that's what I mean. $800 for any meal for two people, never going to be worth it. There's mm. no way on planet Earth that I would be like, wow, I'm happy I did that. I think I think it can happen. I don't think it happens in America for me. I think it. I think I have to go to some Scandinavian yeah. village somewhere. Like it has to be a place where you know it's like a Willy Wonka level of you know transformation. But see, I feel like that is more about. Well, I guess that. I mean, you can't separate the two. I guess, but that seems more about experience than actual food. It's both. It's both. It's 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 the experience. It's the food, and it's the the frenzy and the cadence that you're whipped into to allow yourself to. You know, relax and be transported. Did you have to have a snack afterwards, or were the no, fries no. and and fries and and calamari beforehand enough? Of the the Chateau Marmont French fries. How, how old... happy were you that you had a snack before? Well, I hadn't eaten anything all day oh, okay. in preparation because so it it's a big meal. Yeah, it's like no, it was, it was like, like 22, 23? 22 or twenty three courses. But it's almost a single piece each time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was still. I, I did not feel the need to eat anything afterwards. I was good. Well, the problem is when you're a guy like me, you go to a place like that, you're like, I don't want to eat it. Half of this looks good. Half of it looks like absolute yeah. freak show shit. But it's the vibe is disrespectful for you not to eat it. Oh, for sure. I, for didn't, sure. I wasn't able to bring a dog to kind of toss it to in my napkin. You know what I mean? So I had I, everything was good. I had a beef with the they had the the server hostess mm-hmm. kind of liaison person. There's like the sushi chefs behind the yeah. counter who make the food and they do the small talk and, you know, you guys tour us, whatever. And then there's the one woman who kind of helps you seat and mm-hmm. get your drinks and fill, fills you up, whatever. And she, she was not behaving in a $800 meal kind of way. It was like, it was, she was like, every time she filled my cup, she would spill it. Oh, and then what her nails look like. I don't recall the nails. I was too disgusted to look at them. So you're saying she was spilling your Los Angeles tap water. She's spilling my LA tap water. She was a little more careful with the hundred dollar ball of sake. Mm. When she when she's clearing plates, like it's it's a very serene environment yeah. where these you know sushi chefs have been cooking for decades. She's trying to chit chat. She wasn't trying to chit chat. She she just she kind of had tweaker energy. So everyone would like you, they very calmly grab your plate. You know any sushi. You know even at Shintaro or a Michelin level, they hand you the plate kind of gently. They take things away kind of gently, yeah. and there's like a calm yeah. serenity to it. It ain't the chili restaurant. Even at Denny's, they kind of do that. And she was kind of grabbing plates and like throwing like spent lobster shells over here, kind of oh, like no. an Applebee's busser kind of way. That. I don't want to see that. At one point, one of the lobster tails fell off the plate and landed like on the table in front of the girl I was sitting next to. And you know, there's no like apologies or anything. It's Do you just think other of, people were upset by this behavior, or was this a TJ issue? This is a TJ issue. I was I was hyper focused on her, and but the worst part about it, and then we can move on. Well, maybe, I'll decide that. Maybe we, you, there's more juice to squeeze out of the mm-hmm. chamois. Mm-hmm. There's a little nook in the corner where there's like the little POS system mm-hmm. and kind of pens and papers, the little office center. It's a very tiny nook, like a two foot square. It's a small room. It's a very small room. And I would notice that between every course, she would run over to her little nook and she was playing games on her iPhone in between these courses. I was hoping you were going to say she was doing a bump. <laughs> she was she was doing one of her like fucking... Like a, a real restaurant employee should do. I wish. So that you're saying been she was playing words with friends. 
She was playing Wordle in between. It, no, it was. I don't think it was like a brain game. It was more of like a shoot 'em up, more like some type of like, yeah, you know, like Angry Birds, whatever matching so puzzle was, game. You're saying that she was maybe not focusing on her duties because she wanted to get back to her little game. Exactly, and it all it did would make me think of every time I've watched Chef's Table or Jiro Dreams of Sushi. What, what would happen? You know, you watch Jiro Dreams of Sushi if a guy is washing if the a guy rice has a phone yeah if you if you have your phone in your pocket someone's getting hit upside the head with the frying pan it's like going to a how long gone show put your phone in a bag <laughs> and you know what i mean that's you're lucky if you get in at all if you We're, pull if you pull a phone out security is going to take you out of there i hope you like getting slide tackled you should have you should have asked her to be removed <laughs> from dinner so i'm sorry this server is playing on her phone mm-hmm. while i'm trying to enjoy this piece of octopus that's still alive and i honestly can't i can't enjoy it i don't want to ra- i don't want uh, i hate to be a rat of course you're you know an I mean? absolute rat when it comes to restaurants <laughs> but it, it you just, love ratting but it that, that's where my uh my hyper vigilance with the value comes into play where i'm sitting there and if you've seen um the the dave Chappelle stoner movie what's it called i forgot what it's called not how high soul plane not soul plane. <laughs> oh god anyway there's there's it's like his very first movie, I, I totally just blanked on it because of weed, but there's a scene where he, he's, he's broke and, he, and some hot girl agrees to go on a date with them and he has this mental running tally of every time. She's like, oh, let's go get an ice cream cone. And he's like, and there's like a little dollar amount graphic on the screen and it's like $17. That's you at and it's like, ching. Kazunori. So I'm just thinking like, I'm just looking at my talk.com receipt. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh, you're really going to hit me for $778? And I look over at this Michelin star restaurant being served the finest octopus flown in on a private jet from Hokkaido. And everything is there. Even the fake wasabi. It's not real wasabi, which is a bad sign. I think they they add a little yuzu in there, like when they put some heroin in the ecstasy thing and they're going to get by you. I don't like that. Shout out to a friend of the show, Max, for pointing that out. But I don't want to look over and see this girl playing games on her phone in between courses. I mean, the fact that, like, that was part of the reason the the BDA experience at Gigi's was so good is because that server is a fucking rock star. That guy's fucking amazing. Like, I want to kick it with that guy. I agree. Service is good, but he's cool. He gets it. He also was going to win uh, American Idol, Mm -hmm. but got COVID. So he's clearly made for this this, this start. Yeah. And he's not he's not working at a three Michelin restaurant, but you know it's a good restaurant. And the, the f- level the level of service matches what it, it's what it should be. Yeah, like it's just it's professional, non- it's enough. fun, it's casual, and you never feel like this person's going to fuck something up. No, You're, they're going to get it all down. and They're going to make it fun. But also, it's like him and the guy who works at Little Caesars and the and the chick who works at Subway. They're like. Oh, I'm gonna if I'm gonna play games on my phone, I can't do that while I'm on the floor working. working. I'll do it on my 15 in the back while yeah, I have yeah. my six inch uh, veggie and cheese or whatever. So it's that kind of stuff where you're like, okay, I'm I'm never gonna. I'd I'd rather give my money to people who really care about what they're doing. That's right. So go ahead and you can Venmo me 100 anytime because I <laughs> definitely care about what I'm doing, whatever that is. Yeah, and also the last part about it, I sent an email. Saying like, oh, this is our anniversary dinner. Uh-huh. 
I don't know how you guys do it or not, but, you know, if there's like a dessert thing at the end, even if you just, you know, in a little raspberry gelée, if you just simply draw the number six on Those the sorbet swirl ass. They or something they like that. They didn't respond, did they? No, well, this is the part that, this is why I'm flaming this chick. Instead of responding to the email or instead of pulling me aside when we checked in and whispering in my ear, she waited until we're in this hermetically sealed room of a dozen people all eating together where everyone hears everyone's conversation and every little thing and we're all looking at each other and it's all weird. As the dessert course is dropping, she bends down into my ear, which is also her ear, Mm -hmm. and she's like, just to let you know, we were unable to draw the six on your dessert. (laughs) And I was like... Thanks so much for telling me that and us that. Or no, I said thanks for telling all of us all of that right now. Did and she? She was so oblivious. She, she had it, yeah. she had no clue that what she was doing. That's was really wrong. funny. And then the worst part, <laughs> the very worst part, which I felt so bad for the sushi chef, who's like, you know, he's like seventy year old master. He's yeah. been he's been making amazing sushi for fifty years. And at the end of the meal, this chick puts a ring light on her phone. And the chef goes and stands behind every person at the bar and takes a selfie with them. And it's not it's not a thing where you request it. No one asked for this. He just You have to request to not have your photo taken with fuck, the chef. That's terrible. So so she has a phone and she takes a picture with everyone and the chef gets out from behind the counter, you know, takes his his apron off and does this, you know, smiley face with the with the peace on. For every table, the girl next to me was like, please no. And and she's like, oh. like She was like taken aback that somebody would not want a photo with the chef. That's insane. Which is insane. And then everyone, so she has the house phone that she takes yeah. pictures with. Then everyone hands her their own personal phone for their personal photos. She took like 20 photos of us on, on Carol's phone. What does she phone. do with this shit? I don't know. What she it's, Collects it for... Also, the people in there... I mean, that situation is so weird because I remember doing that and it was like six of us. So there was like six other people yeah. who just hated us. <laughs> yeah, of course. We were like having fun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, guys, I'm paying a lot of money to sit in this fucking room. I'm going to have fun. I don't give a shit. I'm not trying to ruin your time. Of course, no, like, I, I we was, weren't being that obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But I think we were just talking at all. Yes. And they yes, did not yes. like that. We got a I, I tried to break the ice a but, little bit. How did that go? It actually worked out really because it was so tense in there, and the chef was just kind of like trying to talk to people. And it was, I was the only person in there who was like down to have a convo or, or speak openly to everyone. Mm. And he was, he was saying something about one of the girls sitting there, like, don't eat this if you have a shellfish allergy because it's like, it's a lobster, but it's also like kind of yeah. a, whatever. And and he's like, well, you know, be careful. Don't eat it because, you know, if you hurt yourself, you get sick. Then uh, I have to close the restaurant down for tonight. And I'm, and, but then I'll I'll still charge you, you know, like making a joke. Ah, 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 and then ah. I was like, oh, you already fucking charged me, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, made a joke about that. <laughs> and everyone starts laughing in the room. And then that kind of helped. Oh, TJ, stand up, down. TJ, coming through. Come see me at the Chuckle Factory tonight. <laughs> I'm going on about 10 o'clock. I'm also hosting, so you can catch me all, all weekend. The sushi chef came behind us to take our pick, and then he's bending down and doing the kawaii peace sign thingy. And I'm like, "Did you have to do this in the '90s?" <laughs> and he looked at me like, <sighs> like he was laughing. He thought it was really. But he's funny. also like, "Damn, bro, don't make me think." It, about it my was life. a LOL slash fuck my life 
moment an at the LOL same time. FML classic mashup. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like that. Because I mean, like I'm 40. I'm I'm looking at this like this is insanity. I'm like, bro, you're 70. Like this is beyond this is in a different galaxy of what the fuck is going on is, who's in, who's like hey chef this is what we're doing and also we're we're not at salt bay's restaurant no, he's not famous like he's not i mean we're not a guy fieri's sure chop house well known in the sushi community yeah of course of course but like it ain't like you post him as a flex and he's not he's not out here dying to get flicked up That's with not. like three three people wearing antisocial club shirts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's not like, oh, I need to add this to my collection. <laughs> Can't wait to put this on my Can Facebook. You airdrop this to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, bro, I'm a sushi chef. I get paid a fuckload of money to be an amazing chef. We got two sittings a night. You want me to fucking put my <laughs> knife down and come flick up with these fucking businessmen? <laughs> Uh, it was, it was it was a strange situation to be in a restaurant that was that expensive, calm, professional. Uh-huh. And it was the first time in my entire life. I'm, I ate at a chili hut yesterday. And it was the first time in my life where you have to actively ask to not have your photo That's taken insane. with the show. That's insane. It's a little insane, man. How are we doing on time, Chris? I don't fucking know. That's your job. We're blasting off. Well, we're, we're at 50... 50 something minutes that's pretty good we um we, we got something else going on here yeah there's a lot going on jason okay there's a fucking lot going on. i have on. a lot to talk about but it's that'll be another hour i can't i can't start i, I mean i can't once i get started you know i just can't stop we got we got yeah this isn't good i'm going <laughs> through all my notes and whatever i would talk about would be just a whole other hour i'll just save it for a sub stack Oh, I've, I've I've been doing morning pages again. Oh, wow, are that's you okay? how bad that's how bad it's got. I was about to say, are you okay? I'm trying to be. I don't know, man. I understand. It's just know. the state of the world. I mean, whenever, when, like, when I was watching Love on the Spectrum and and crying every episode, I'm like, okay, something's going on here. So I had to hit yeah, that. Yeah, you're a bitch. That's what's going on. We all know that. Mm. People like Can you write bitch. I'm a bitch over and over on three pages every morning and see what that does? Oh, Chris. Like Bart Simpson on the chalkboard? This angry, this this angry mindset is getting no pussy. Bro, I ain't angry. I'm funny. You see what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't angry at all. I'm just making fun of your ass. No, bro. I'm like, I'm different. I'm not like the other guys. I journal. <laughs> I'm not like the other Batmans. I, I know you're not. I, I do street art. You're an original cat. I journal. Oh, yeah. So speaking of street art. <laughs> Uh, we watched Friends with Benefits last night. Oh, God. oh yeah, this is the one thing that you needed. This Mila Kunis vehicle. What year was this from? 08, something like 2009. that? 2009, exactly. Okay. Oh, Not no. that long ago, but in the movie, I'm sure you guys are all familiar, uh, sexy back, pre-sexy back, Justin Timberlake is an in-demand art director, and <laughs> Mila Kunis is a headhunter. She hires him for the Gentleman's Quarterly magazine. He upends his life in beautiful Los Angeles, comes to New York, and they are friends with benefits. They start having sexual intercourse, of course. Mm-hmm. And then there's issues arise. His dad has dementia, etc. There's another. There's another movie with Kucher like this, right? Yes, but in the movie, the, the one of the major plots. The, the dad has dementia, or he has Alzheimer's. But oh, one of the major plots is, which you would cry about, I'm sure. One of the major plots is. It's really sad. The flash mob. Okay. And she's giving him a tour of New York. 
to kind of entice him to take this job, mm-hmm. and she takes him to Times Square, and he experiences a flash mob for the first time. Does she? Did she orchestrate the flash mob for him, or was it just purely coincidental? I think she was on Reddit, and she knew where they were meeting up. Okay, and she was like, "Let me take Timberlake down there." Uh, Dylan is his name, of course. Classic hot guy name. Okay, so she's like, Dylan, let's go down to Times Square at I don't know eleven forty-five yeah, exactly. p.m. on a Tuesday. So, and then he his eyes. Absolutely. Light up. Yeah, he's like, what's going on? And then he's like, is it like this every day in New kind York? Kind of. Because I could get used to this. That is kind place. of the vibe. But the best part is is that he, he um, well, that's the best part, actually. But he gifts her a nice piece of street art <laughs> as, a, as a gift. And then, like, once he realizes that he doesn't just want to smash and he's in love with her, he shows her that with a flash mob at Grand Central. Okay, well, I guess I don't need to see it so anymore. So that's two movie. That's one movie, two flash mobs. One movie, two mobs. Okay, absolute classic film though. I hadn't seen it in a while. Alex had seen it too, and I was like, "Damn, this shit hits." Maybe I should rewatch it tonight. What streaming platform is it on? This was on Chateau Marmont Basic Cable. Uh, oh, okay. I believe it was on MTV actually. Oh, I love watching a rom com on MTV. Give me those commercials. They baby. love bleeping out, and also, you know, Mila Kunis in the movie night. has like a kooky kooky mom who's like a slut kind of mm-hmm. you know what i mean who wants daiquiris yeah she like walks in on them having sex and she like you know touches him too much oh it's fine honey like, exactly exactly yeah I, speaking of crying that stuff they shouldn't cry about except for the love experienced by autistic people of course no greater no greater joy my girlfriend if she sees a flash mob the waterworks come it's 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 a fault that she has admitted of her own. But what, what for some reason, she's like, I, I know, I, I know. Flash what mobs. about that is triggering? She dislikes that enough people got together <laughs> and organized this thing just for the pure joy of making somebody else's day brighter. Well, I think what the best part about the movie and what is what's true about most flash mobs <laughs> is it inspired Justin to create GQ flash mob, a flash mob that shaped into GQ for some. Of digital advertising, some viral advertising. <laughs> oh, God. So, so I just want. But then I'm. Thinking, who wrote this Shakespeare? Then it's I'm perfect. Think, then I'm thinking like, who's who is the art director at GQ, and can I talk to them about this movie? Because it's like I'm sure we've had four of them on this podcast. No, I know. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder who actually does that job. I must know them because it's like he's wearing. I said this to you because Jason also, guys, I walked into Jason's house today, and it's the usual shit. Jason's on the couch complaining about his knee, mm-hmm. you know, on his computer. And I see a pack of uh, an unopened pack of wife respecters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. partner respecters, uh, a right. shirts, ribbed tanks, ribbed tanks. I'm like, are these wife beaters? Are these Carolyn's wife beater clothes? He said, Nah, they mine. And I'm like, For what, bro? Like, are you putting these on the dog or something? You think you're gonna wear these? <laughs> are you gonna wear these with like an open like? I'm gonna draw Cuban shirt. I'm gonna draw the Erewhon logo on them with a sharpie and have flames around it. I'm gonna sell them <laughs> for ninety five on my Depop. <laughs> No, no, I got them just because now that's getting warmer and I'm on my Mr. Worldwide shit, you know, and sometimes I like to wear a sh- an undershirt and I just don't want to have the, but, know, but the, with, the collar but showing. No, see, this is, and this happened in the movie. This is what I, is it, bring it all back full circle. Bring it back. There's a, when Timberlake is, is presenting Mila Kunis with this beautiful flash bomb Grand Central, mm-hmm. he's wearing like a classic button down tucked into some chinos like a belt like classic 2009 mm-hmm. but i notice i can see through the the button up that he's wearing a, a partner respecter underneath okay and i was thinking to myself 
That ain't it, Chief. I don't have any. Luckily, I don't have any, and I don't plan on purchasing any shirts that are kind of sheer enough. This isn't to sheer. See it's, that it, it's not sheer. It's like I can see the. It's like a panty line for men. Oh, I understand what's going on. So, so you, in so this situation, you, if I'm wearing a standard t-shirt like i'm wearing now like I'll, a regular I'll be able to see Haynes undershirt then you'll be able to see this line here where my short sleeve is no no, no. i'll be able to see it here no no, no. i'm saying what's worse if oh. i'm wearing a short sleeve undershirt oh, like a classic wearing, crew neck versus wearing, a deep v wearing an undershirt is insane why what are you 14 like are you a fat 14 year old who's scared to get in the pool no adult men wear undershirts narcs Undershirt? You mean like for for under what? Like a button up? That's fucking crazy, dude. Most yeah, under unless a you want unless you want to show the shirt and that's part of the look. No, the whole point of a no. ribbed tank top is so you can unbutton your collared shirt and it, you don't see an undershirt underneath it. I'm sorry, Jason. I don't want to say this to you on the mic, but I don't know if you have enough swag to pull this off. It doesn't. I, I require no swag because the shirt will not be seen. I require no swag is a very cool I'm response. Literally, and I appreciate that. It's I, like wearing skims. It's not like wearing skims because skims, I wouldn't be able to see. This, I will be able to see. How do you know that? Because I just saw it on a movie where they would cover it up. You think not every shirt shows that. You right now you're wearing a a pretty thick Oxford cotton shirt. This would show. I, no, it wouldn't. Absolutely, no, it wouldn't. You'd be able to see it in my in my extremely muscular back. Mm-hmm. When I bend over, you'd be able to see my bra straps. Basically. Okay, you could be right, and you you are scaring the hell out of me right now <laughs> because I don't know about the return policy on these on these wife beaters. Luckily, after, after luckily, that dinner, uh, they're you don't still have fifteen the, to spare on wife beaters. Luckily, bro, so. they're still in the package. <laughs> I haven't removed the security seal from it, so I could get I my seventeen back. Except returns. <laughs> but okay, how about this look? So when we when I saw you on Friday night at the Chateau Marmont, I was wearing. I was wearing a burgundy colored yeah, V-neck sweater mm-hmm. underneath underneath the suit coat. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, I could be wearing the wife beater underneath, and I have a a sweater and a suit coat over it. So there's no that's going to cover it, right? You're not going to be able to see through that through two no, layers of thick fabric. No, most likely no. I just want to encourage. And then I don't have to have you know the crew neck. But I think with the underneath, the I v. think with the V-neck. Mm-hmm. Or a sweater, a V-neck, particularly a shirt, is welcome. Okay, because a V-neck is different. That's like wearing a V-neck with no shirt underneath is really some shit. You got to be ready to pull off. You ain't Sam Hine, Chief. You ain't you ain't ready for the big leagues. <laughs> I don't think it's that crazy. It's crazy, really. It's crazy. It, the, I mean, I'm not wearing it as my only garment. I understand I'm that. Wearing but it if under you, a If you're wearing suit. a suit jacket with mm-hmm. a V-neck, and I'm seeing just skin under the V-neck with the suit jacket. That to me feels like a weird combo. Like I want to see shirt. You want to see. You want to see a white collared, just a crew neck white, shirt. Yeah, exactly. Heather gray. I prefer vintage, so there's a little weathering, but that's just me. Okay. okay. You know, not bacon neck, of course. Shout out to our friends at Haynes. You know, I'm learning a lot about fashion from you. I mean, Chris. I think look, every I, day I learn something new about fashion from you. I think you're being facetious. And no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, mostly am, but there is truth in there. I just think it's a personal preference, like anything else, of course. I just think that the wife beater truly looks the coolest on, and I hate to give them more credit, but skateboarder, Dickies, wife beater, I know. that's it. That's the only person who's really pulling it off, unless you're truly in the mob and you're fat. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like Don Draper shit, you know? I know you are, and that, I know you are, and I get that a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's very tough to pull off, in my opinion. 
without a gold chain and a little bit of a pinky ring and a little and more tattoos. I ain't gonna have. do no. I mean, f- <laughs> fucking usual suspects cosplay shit like that. I don't think you should. I'm saying that when I see this successfully done, mm-hmm. it's either a very young person yeah. or it's a skateboarder. <laughs> okay. Well, unfortunately, you- skateboarders can pull off almost anything. Maybe we should ask Mikey about this known fashion consigliere. But Mikey would wear that. Mikey does wild shit. Mikey thinks he's Pete Doherty right now. And unfortunately, it's working. He moved away from that. He Everything, wore a pork, he wore a pork pie him. to an event. And I was like making fun of him. And I looked over and I was like, shit. I know. God, that's cool. I know. I could never do it. Well, you but know. the key to fashion, Jason, yes. and as we age, let me just leave you this little, little mm-hmm. nugget of One wisdom. to grow on. You know, you, you got to stay in your lane. Know what works for you and don't get too far out of that lane. And I understand because you're getting a little bread now. You look good. You're starting to experiment. And I want you to experiment within a zone that you can succeed in. Okay. I think that when you see me buying wife beater, you're you're going straight to Sam Hine, you know, looks that are outside of my realm that I can't pull off. And I'm saying this has happened before where you said, TJ, he can't do it. He just can't do it. And then you say, by golly, you did it. You know how much I, you know. Jason, by I, golly, I bought you a $600 pair of shoes as a joke mm-hmm. to see if you could pull them off. And you did. But I, I don't think that that means everything is going to work the way that did. Not everything does, but other. OK, the 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 Calvin Klein Palace shorts. You said, mm. I agree. Yeah, No, you did. You rocked them. I think there was one other one recently as well where you're like, son of a biscuit, he's done it again. There could be a third. I think you're rounding up, but I think wishful thinking is kind of what got us in this position in the first place. I'm on a hot streak. I just want to let you know that these are calculated moves. Of course. This this is not willy-nilly. I have a vision, but unfortunately, much like the blind, I'm kind of the only one who can see this vision. Everyone else is like, no. Yes. Which yes. is where I, that's where I, I thrive. You, look, I, of course, support you um, kind of indulging in these things and, and kind of trying to find out who you are, mm. even at this age. I think exploring <laughs> that is important, and that's why you're doing the morning pages, I'm sure. Even in my golden years. But I don't, I just want to give you as much immune, information as I can oh. to help you make the best empowered decision. Thanks That's to Chris all. Black, I'm loaded for bear. I would never. I'm not be discu- it land, air, or sea. I'm not discouraging you. I'm, I'm just giving you information so that you can act accordingly after you process that. Yo, fellas, this is what I call healthy communication, mm-hmm. and I still can't believe this is a free podcast. It's, it's honestly crazy. I actually, I um, a guy I follow on Instagram today put out this really great zine. It's all like these screenshots of his favorite YouTube music performances. And I hit this him. I was, Chris like, bait. I was like, "Bro, I need this." And I was like, "What's the PayPal?" He's like, "Bro, you've given you've given me so many free podcasts. I can't charge you for this." See, I'm like, "Damn, that's great." <laughs> Fuck Patreon. <laughs> it's yeah. It's this. I is, got a free zine. <laughs> this is more Patreon than Patreon. We're taking it so far back where we're not asking thine to to patronize the arets. We're we're literally going back to a barter system beforehand. That's right. Let me exchange this entertainment for you mm-hmm. for a head of oxen. Yes, if you do, or if perhaps you... one of your Kanye West style zines <laughs> for for me and my family. And quickly, if you know how to change out uh, rear brake lights on Porsches, let me know. Oh, really? To, if you listen to this podcast and you work on Porsches, let me know. Your back rear tail lights out. I would not. It's it's one is yeah, and it's something I could get fixed. I found a guy, but I want like a guy guy, like somebody I can text. 
Okay. You like mean, a friendly. Like I found a guy in Hollywood that's good and he's super nice and he did like a oil change and you know the kind of basic stuff, but I'm looking to make some other small changes. Yeah, when you have a, a hot little car like that, you need you need an import plug. And every person I know who has kind of a a nicer German car, yeah. vintage car like that, you got to have a you got to have a person. Hot import nights as they say. Yeah, there's a whole Seinfeld episode about it. No, I know. And I, I don't it's not a full-time job, but it's something that I learned the hard way because I drove it to a regular Jiffy Lube and the woman came out. I was like, oh, yeah, we don't do that here. <laughs> it was actually, did I tell you this? This amazing experience at Jiffy Lube? You did. I think you said it on the pod. I think I did too. But anyway, so she laughed at me, but then helped me tremendously and sent me on my way and called the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then that's my guy. But, you know, it's not my guy. I think you have a certain odd and unique trait where like all of your services you like to have somebody who's not like with a company you like to use freelancers i like independent contractors you like independent contractors but you like them to be a bro you like you don't want to just be like oh my my hvac guy vartan he's just like a dad who lives in glendale and like we have no nothing in common no relation whatever and you want to call your, you know, kale or you know, mm-hmm. a, you know, a landscape guy or a furniture building guy or an interior designer guy or gal that you have that you can just mm-hmm. text and be like, "Yo, I need you to do." You know, this. I like to keep hot guys around, and that means for all of my services as well. That's my baiter. That's, I mean, look, the landscape guy. <laughs> Actually, on a last note, speaking of um, friend of the show Adam Villison, he said, "You, I've been mentioning the word edging too much on the podcast lately." Mm-hmm. Which I guess I don't disagree with. What do you think? Do you agree with that? I probably blocked it out at this point. Okay. Um, I don't mention it ever. The only edge I know, of course, is the straight edge. So I, it's a little hard for me. <laughs> I'm only I'm using edging in every way except sexually, though. I guess is the problem. Oh, you're so you're kind of you're you're putting your TJ spin on it, and it's getting old. When I, I mean, when I said religion is just edging for life, I, you know, there's no. <laughs> See, it has I, nothing I, to do with that's coming. Good, everywhere. I think. Thank you. That's why we do this podcast. You and three other guys. But then somebody replied to the to the tweet that Adam said, a person named Cecile. Oh, this was a public flounce. Yeah, he's like, yo, TJ, you, you've been mentioning edging every week. Like, what's going on kind of thing? Just a little like, are you good? check in from a friend to a friend or maybe why do I have edging on the brain so much? And then Eve, Eve's no humor at Twitter, That's good. which is a pretty good. That's he said, good. LOL, love when straights talk about edging for clout. And then it's followed by this tweet has been deleted. I don't think edge, is edging gay. I guess it's a thing that this twink wants to take credit for, but everyone can edge. I don't know if it has anything to do with being gay or straight, but also I, I would like to know what form of clout you receive by... Yeah, delaying I would, I would gratification. Like I would also like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what arena you gain clout there. No Maybe. one's like, oh my God, that's is that Zach Bia? I heard he edges. <laughs> His Zach Bia's DJ price went up. We found out he was an edger. <laughs> Just clout coming out of his multi. Now we're flying in private to can. Now that we know that's that he's crazy for that one. Now that I know that he sometimes takes it almost all the way, but not all the way. <laughs> all right, Eve's no humor. Good tweet name, bad tweet. No wonder you deleted it. But if you if you are a gay person that thinks that straight people 
talk about edging for clout and you are able to explain that to me more yeah i would love if, i would if, love to if, hear more hopefully is, i'm wrong yeah i want to be wrong if that's something jason's doing um i would love for him to know that so he could choose you know with with the proper education to continue doing that or to make some changes to his life i think people of all everybody, shapes and sizes should be able to edge. everybody can mfing edge animals too um sometimes i go days without feeding my dogs how long gone.com is a website follow me on instagram at them how long gone how long gone is a website uh chris black is my name we have some great guests this week some legends and some also some new legends to be legends to be that's what that's i guess that's every guest we have is a legend to be if they're not already oh, one, right? that's right that's a good point that's what we say on our advertising brochure yeah we if you want to check conventions. out our advertising brochure just bang my line you know where to fucking find me mm-hmm. um, hold on to your fucking Adobe and yeah we'll be back in new york city june 12th Baby's all right. Uh, with we'll be doing a live podcast. Eli Kessler on the ones and twos, and by that I mean the floor tom and the rack tom. We're going to be discussing in depth experimental jazz music as well as off kilter percussion, time signatures, as well as just classic humorist stuff. You know what I mean? But yeah, we'll be there. The tickets are available. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll have more information online this week. It'll be my Notice Me Anna tour. We might also do some other stuff. Who knows? I, I mean, think on fr- I think this Friday we're gonna have some new merch dropping. Oh, that's right. Yeah, new merch is dropping a classic pulp inspired long sleeve, and then the, the hats are back for summer. You got to keep that dome that's covered right. when you're Another driving your Porsche sleeve. on Sunset Boulevard boulevard uh in the the uh, triple triple og navy as well as a baby blue with white for all the ladies and also all the guys who like baby blue i've been wearing my baby blue one lately i like the way it, it dances with burgundy just to say just to say i don't know this guy loves fucking burgundy call it ox blood like a fucking man ox blood that's right nobody calls it ox blood except for gay british guys doc martens yeah i know okay uh, how long gone? Say it like a man, like how Morrissey says it. Well, I mean, look, some people are more. What of a man about than you? your crimson interior <laughs> from your Jaguar? Crimson? Yeah, I need to get an ad Jaguar. That's more. That's more. Mean. But I'm, you know, burgundy, baby blue. I'm just, you know, it's, it's a very 1987 Montreal Expos. That is. That's a good point. Shout out to I hear you listening, Mister Rutz. <laughs> Shout out to all our Montrealists. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. How yeah, so gone? so this Friday, keep your eyes peeled. We'll we'll launch a couple of hats and, and a nice long sleeve, and then otherwise just we'll potting as usual. We'll Thank see you, guys. you in New York City, June twelfth, and uh, like I said, follow us for more updates on the tickets. They're available. I think they're like twenty bucks, maybe. I think it's twenty bucks. If you go to the Tribeca Film Festival website and kind of poke around, you can find the link there. After us, there is a Battle of the Bands hosted by Claren Gutzman, Drunken Canal, which. Jason and I are considering entering, but we just haven't figured out kind of what we're going to do yet. If we have enough time to get our kind of shifty shell shock style DJ, mm-hmm. Jason's on the cut. So I'm obviously on the mic. You know what I mean? You've you've seen it before. If a track, if you're in town, let us know. We're looking for some behind the back scratching. We'll be doing some mostly run the jewels covers. <laughs> what if we did? We're a, we're a run we the jewels did? covers band. <laughs> what if we did a run the jewels cover? <laughs> <laughs> coolest idea you've ever had that's so fucking funny <laughs> just like acdc and yeah. the sweet and tender hooligans yeah, ladies and gentlemen we're, we're gonna, they keep trying to pull us off right now we're doing the whole album we gotta finish front to back it's in the contract guys <laughs> for listeners at home chris is pointing two gun fingers i'm doing i'm other. doing the 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 run the jewels uh hand sign um that i'm sure is illegal in certain parts of brooklyn that's right. All right. How long gone? Bye.